Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. Hey friend, this is going to be a special episode of the podcast. I wanted to share something with you all. I recently recorded a series for online women's Bible study, and it's called Lessons in the Unknown. And um, it was all the lessons that I had learned, or actually not all the lessons, but some of the lessons that I had learned um, as I studied the Israelites wandering around um, through the wilderness um, over the summer. And I, I connected with them. I don't, I don't know if you have found yourself currently or in the past, um, for sure you'll find yourself in the future in a season of just unknown where you either don't know how something's going to turn out. You don't know, um, if something is going to happen, you don't know what God is going to do with a situation. And what I shared in this series is the lessons that I learned that wildly encouraged me, convicted me, challenged me, um, corrected me, and really inspired and pushed me to take some great leaps of faith this summer um, and going into this fall now. I So I wanted to share, I asked my team if it would be okay to, to pull one of those sessions for you, the first one for you to listen to. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoy this session. I hope it encourages you. Hey, my friend, welcome to Lessons in the Unknown. I am really excited to journey through this specific series with you guys. And my name is Becky Kaiser. I am the founder and CEO of Online Women's Ministries. So if you have been with us for a while, my face is very familiar to you. And if you are new to Online Women's Bible Study, welcome. I'm so glad and grateful that you are here. Um, if you are watching this series, if you if there was something in you that made you click that icon to watch Lessons in the Unknown, there was probably a specific reason. You probably find yourself in a season of unknown, of uncertainty, of not knowing what is going on. And there was something in that title that resonated with you. And so I wanted all of us, my hope is that um, this is kind of a unique position I'm in because I both run online women's ministries, but I'm also your teacher for this series. Um, so I, my hope for both online women's Bible study, but also specifically with this series, is I hope it's interactive. As much as I am a Bible teacher, and as much as I want us to study God's Word, I also am a certified life coach. And so I love weaving together those two worlds. Because I think sometimes what happens for us as Christians is um, this... <laughs> feels really overwhelming because my goodness, it's big. 
It's a lot of information that we have a hard time understanding, which is one of the reasons I'm so proud of you and glad you're part of this community. I think it's going to help that pain point for you. But also, um, we, we struggle to know how to apply it in our life. And so with that, I, I hope with my intent with online women's Bible study specifically is to bring in that life coaching skill set that I have for you to help you live it out, to help you um, not just hear these words, but do them as James 1.22 says. And so the first thing and the thing I'm going to constantly encourage you to do is go to the comments because that's where we get to interact. And I, I'm going to always push you to our Facebook group. So we have that private Facebook group for members that you can click at the top of that top toolbar. Um, you can go there to join. If you're a member for, of Online Women's Bible Study, you have access to that group. And that's where um, you can share your big takeaways in the comments. In this session specifically, that's a great space to put big takeaways, questions, all of that to just record um, that and allow people to reference those things easily. But then also in our Facebook group, go in there and share, oh my goodness, I just watched this session and God showed me this and let's encourage one another. We need some positivity, right? Because we're all in unknown seasons. Your unknown is different than my unknown, but we all find ourselves in those seasons. So the first thing, long story short, the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is go to the comments and I want you to share what made you or what prompted you? Why did you want to watch this series? What about lessons in the unknown spoke to you? Um, maybe it was the cool graphic. <laughs> maybe it was likely it was the title. And so I'd love for you to share. I'm in a season of unknown right now, and I, I'm wanting some guidance. I'm wanting some clarity. If you want to be more vulnerable and more specific, this is a safe place. You can share that here. Um, anyway, so go do that in the comments, and I'll share why you're doing that. I'll share a little bit of um, why I wanted to start with this series. I actually had planned to do a totally different series called The Miracles of Jesus, and I wanted to kick this off sharing, let's testify what God's capable of doing in our lives. But what where I have found myself is slowly, very slowly journeying with God's chosen people, the Israelites, on their journey through Genesis. And um, right now I'm just about to Joshua. Um, I've just been walking slowly with them. And what we're going to do in these next four sessions is we're going to do the same. We're not going to go all the way through like I have done. But what I want you and I to do, or what we're going to do together, is I'm going to share some of my key takeaways. Because I've been in a bit of a season of an unknown. We all are all the time. Um, we can be in seasons of unknown Physically, some of you are facing diagnoses that are literally crippling. Some of you have relationship hurts that are, oh, they just like make your heart pound because you can't set them right. Some of you bank account balances or all the things that you are juggling and trying to make right and have happen just aren't. 
Some of you don't know you're, you're at a crossroad. Do I go this career path or this career path? We have a, so many unknowns in our world where we just don't know what or where to go. And what we're going to learn over these next four sessions is how did God guide people that he chose, just like you and me, how did God guide them as they did it right sometimes? <laughs> and as we're going to see, as they totally screwed it up sometimes too. So my hope is that through this session that you're encouraged in your unknown, that you know God sees you, that you know God loves you, and that God has a very specific plan for your life. We pray for us, and then we're going to get started. I want you, before we pray, just to open your hands like this. Go ahead and close your eyes. Whatever it is that you put in the comments below, or I thought about putting in the comments below, I want you to imagine that thing, that unknown in your hands right now. And I want you to just say, God, I surrender this to you. I surrender this to you. And I ask you to do your will with it. Show me what to do. Show me how to respond. Jesus, I pray for my friend on the other side of this screen right now. Lord, I ask that you would just fill her with peace. I pray that these next four sessions would give her clarity, not a plan of action clarity, but clarity that you are who you say you are and that you are capable to do greater things in her life. I pray, Lord, that you would work a miracle that she can't even fathom. I pray that you would use whatever is in front of her right now to draw her closer to you and closer to the other people in her life and closer to who you've created her to be. Lord, I beg that you would use me and that you would pull away every distraction and hindrance that's before me and that you would just use me as a vessel, God, to speak the very words you have called and created me to speak. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to start with the Israelites in Genesis chapter 12. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Genesis chapter 12. I know that there are times that you are doing the laundry or dishes, or you are waiting at an appointment or car ride line, or you're listening to this where you're doing 10 other things. So if you ever don't have um, your Bible with you for Bible study, that's completely okay. Our team is going to try the majority of the time to put um, the scripture on the screen for you. If not, this the teacher will always be reading the scripture. So you'll always be able to hear it. We won't just be like, look at this verse to, for further study. Um, we won't do that. We'll, we'll give you the scripture um, and we'll record the links of the scriptures that we've had down below in the show notes. The show notes, the um the, the um, session's notes. So you have a link to go watch it, to read them later if you want to. Um, so here we have Abram. And for time's sake, I'm not going to go over all the history of everything that we had. But essentially, you 
in Genesis, we had the beginning and the creation, and then you have Noah, and then you have generation after generation after generation. And here we come to Abram. And um, in Genesis chapter 12, and we start off and it says the first thing. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Verse four. So Abram went. This might be a strange space to start, but this verse has shook me for years. I, I did my first read through of the Bible when I was in college. So I know I read, <laughs> read this 20 years ago, but I didn't hear it till about 10 years ago. I guess now, let's see, my oldest daughter is 12. It was right before I got pregnant with her. So I guess I heard it 14 years ago. And I remember reading this verse for the first time and just sensing in my spirit that the Lord was saying, go, go, go. That there was a shift in a season coming in my life, a change that needed to happen. In this specific instance, I knew that the job and career I had, that I needed to leave it to pursue something different. Now, this different course was a massive leap of faith, a massive leap of faith. Um, and I really um, didn't want to take that leap. Um, and at the time, this, the, have you ever had those times where, you know, like you're sensing the Lord's doing something and then all of a sudden it's like every song and every sermon you hear, you see the same verse or you hear the same message all the time. And it was this way with this verse that I'd never heard before. All of a sudden, I start hearing it everywhere I go. And now I'll never forget Genesis chapter 12 because of it. But what, what I learned from it is here we had Abram, a virtual stranger to, to us as we're reading through um, the book of Genesis at the time. But we step into his story. And the first thing we know about him is here he was. And the first thing God says to him, it wasn't the first thing, it's the first thing we know. But the first thing that we see in his story is that God, he was in his country. He was with his people. He was in his father's house. And then God showed up and he said, I need you to go. And not just go, but I need you to get going. And along the way, I'm going to show you where to go. And by the way, when that, I'm, I promise that it will turn out okay. What, what just surprised me about this passage is that Abram went. <laughs> Verse four. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. I don't even like to get into the car until we know where we're going for a restaurant, much less be like, all right, family, let's pack up the entire house and move. And God's going to tell us when we get in the car or when we get in the moving truck, the U-Haul that we rented with all of our stuff in it, we're just going to start driving. Today, I was driving with our girls and 
we play this game as a family sometimes just when we're in our um, we live in the Woodlands, Texas, which is a, like a suburb just north of Houston. And sometimes after when we do like a family dinner or something afterwards, we'll tell the girls, all right, you have to get us home. And so it's a game where it's like they, we drive whatever way they tell us to, to come home. And so it's like, sometimes it, we get home quick and sometimes it takes a while because they'll tell us to go right or left or whatever. And it's actually challenging to get home because where we live, uh, you can't have tall street signs or buildings can't show because the trees have to be everywhere. That's why it's called the woodlands. Um, so it is actually tricky to try to get home when you're a kid and you don't know your way around. And um, But we told our girls, you know, this summer we're going to um, – we're going to Branson for their dance competition nationals this summer. And so we're like, you know, we might just play, play that game on the way home and see where it leads us. And they were like, no, you can't do that to us because we'll never make it home. We're like, well, we'll make it home eventually, but we might make it to California first. We might go to New York and see your cousins first. We might hit Florida up. We could go anywhere. And they were like, we can't do that. And it was just like a game. And we usually have fun playing this game. And I share that story because that was just like a joke. And my kids were already starting to freak out. So imagine, like put yourself in Abram's shoes for a minute. When we read these stories from the Bible, sometimes we lose the reality that these were people, real people with real lives, with real consequences. Because there's stories that we've just like, yeah, 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 I've heard that before. Oh, and this comes next. And we forget how much of an impact this was or how big of a deal that miracle was because we've heard it before. So what I want to ask you to do is these stories that you've likely heard before if you've been in church, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, try to hear them with fresh ears. Try to take it in as if you were Abram's cousin and you hear him say, hey, I just heard God say that we have to go. And so then you say back to him, okay, where? And he says, I don't know what, pack your bag, we're leaving tomorrow. And the wagons all leave tomorrow. <laughs> Could you imagine? Now the Lord says to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And Abram went. He had no clue where he was going, but he went anyway. That's where the people of God started. You keep going through the story and you have Abram and Isaac and it keeps going and going. And oh my goodness, I could just go on and on about this. That should be a series for sure is the um, lineage of the Israelites it would be a really cool story for a series for us to do. Um, but we have the story go and it goes on and on. Um, but I wanted us to start there to because... That. You'll need to turn off airplane mode. <laughs> Siri wanted to join our conversation. Um, I wanted to start in Genesis 12 because I wanted you to hear that the people of Israel started in the unknown. That's where their story started, that there was a man of faith who said, 
I'll go. I don't know where this is going, Lord. I don't, I don't know where this unknown season is going to take me, but I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Before we skip to our next passage, I did want to read um, Hebrews 11, 8. So if you'll turn with me real quick to Hebrews 11, 8, and then we'll jump into Exodus. I'm so glad that you are here for this season. I'm praying and believing God is going to encourage you in your season of unknown. Maybe, Lord. Maybe. So Hebrews 11, 8 said, By faith, Abram obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. So here he was, he had no clue, no clue what was going to happen. And his story is a wild one, a wild one. But because he had faith in the unknown, because he said, God, I don't know. I, I, this is unknown. He was in a comfortable place but he had to go where he didn't know how it was going to go to see how God would provide, to know a miracle, to see provision, provision. He was safe and he had enough, but he would have never known Sarah and he would have never had Isaac. And all of that, the, the, the domino effect, when we lack the faith to step into the unknown, it, it almost takes your breath away. But what I see so many of us doing when we, when we are in seasons of unknown, and listen, chief right here of this, <laughs> is we, we go to two extremes. Instead of saying, by faith, God, I'll go to the place that you're calling. And Abram just took one step after one step after one step until God said, okay, you're there. And it was obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. The Lord asked him to do hard things. Taking steps of faith and going Going into the unknown, even the unknown that God's called you to, it's not rainbows and unicorns. We know that, but it is still better. It is still better. Okay, let's turn now to Exodus chapter 14. So now we're going to pick up with the Israelites. As I said, the lineage went on and on and on. Unfortunately, they ended up in slavery in Egypt for hundreds of years. But then God called Moses, a man who, much like Abram, didn't know where he was going, but stepped into an unknown obedience of faith. And in that unknown obedience, he led the Israelites out of slavery. And where we pick up in the story here in Exodus 14 is 
They had finally been released from Pharaoh. They had finally left Egypt. Can you imagine after 300 years of slavery? And they were finally free. Finally free. But, and tell me this isn't what every unknown feels like. Just when you think things are going to get better, what happened to the Israelites? An ocean. Oh, a dead end. Like just when you think like, oh, we're finally free. This is going to get better. Everything is great. I went through my hard thing and now this is going to be good. Nope. They got stuck up against the Red Sea. And that's where we're going to pick up. Exodus 14, verse 10. Sorry, I'm trying to just pray and think, where do I want us to start or not start? Okay, let's start in verse 10. So they're at the sea just, and they're like, oh no. And then they turn around behind them, guys. And Pharaoh has changed his mind and they can see that his army is chasing after them. So in front of them, not only were they finally free, finally hopeful, ah, this is so great. Now they're stuck in front of an ocean and the enemy's coming back for them. And here's where we are. Verse 10 of Exodus 14. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is it not what you said to us in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to see this out, than to die in the wilderness. I'm going to pause there for a second. Things were so hopeless for them in that moment that they thought slavery would have been better for them. They, they were mad at Moses and they were saying it would have been better if we just stayed. I wonder how many times Abram thought that as he went on his journey and he had obstacle after obstacle, like, oh, I was in my father's house. I was taken care of. I was with my people. Then you called me into this unknown. I want you to hear that when you go into your unknown and you start to wonder who's better before, that is a lie. Well, there may be truth to it. <laughs> that What you had before might have felt better, but that doesn't mean it's better for you. Does that make sense? Verse 13. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Other translations say still. 
So what Moses was saying to the people is, listen, fear not. Fear not. Stand firm. Let me go back to fear not. Can we talk about the tenderness and the grace of your father? Because I can tell you, as a parent, when things like this happen and my kids start complaining, I have like this much compassion for complaining. This much. I just, I can't. I cannot handle complaining over silly things. And in that moment, God could have been like, fine, go back. You think it's better? Let me show you. Let me let me let you have a little reminder. You'll be begging. You'll be begging for this promised land again soon. And I'll make you wait. But he didn't do that. Instead, his he saw his children and he said, fear not. Because he knew that them saying it would have been better was just them in their heart actually saying, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. So a challenge I have for you is what are you afraid of right now? When you look at this season of unknown, what are you afraid of? What's scary about the unknown to you? Whatever is your season of known that's that's undefinable for our, it's, it's definable in different ways for all of us. I'd love for you, if you're willing to share, to, to put that in the comments. What scares you about it? Because really, that's that's what God is showing us in his responses. That's what it, that's what that's what is keeping us from going forward in faith. Because he's addressing our heart instantly. And he's wanting you to know as he responds so many times in scripture, fear not. Fear not. And listen, I want you to hear because something I see so many Christian women feeling like they have to do because we see often in scripture, the command to fear not is we think we need to just be okay, right? Like I just received a terminal I didn't actually, but it, if, if we were to have just received a terminal cancer diagnosis, we, we need to be so faithful to be like, I'm not fearing God's in control. Or if our husband just left us, God's got a way and a purpose and a plan. And we feel like we have to have it so together because that's reflective of our faith in God. And what I feel like is showcased here is it is okay to say to God, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. This isn't how it was supposed to be. Fear not. Stand firm. Stand firm. Don't, don't run away. (laughs) Don't run back. Don't run back to what felt safe before. That's not for you anymore. God has something new for you. Stand firm for me in in this context also means stop trying to control it. 
and seasons of unknown and uncertainty, a false assurance of standing firm for me, I'll Google, <laughs> I'll make a list, I'll consult with people, I'll have a plan. If I can control it, I will not feel like it's unknown. If I can get as many details as possible. And that is a false feeling of standing firm. I have built a false foundation, a facade. And instead, he's just asking me to stay rooted, to stay rooted. Don't run away. Stand firm. And then see the salvation of the Lord, which means look. You have to be looking for how. The salvation of the Lord isn't, that's not referring to how God saved you that one time. It's look, actively be looking, actively be looking for how is God coming to your rescue? How is God coming to your rescue? Because it's, it, it's saying it's coming. So see it, see it happen, see it happen. One of the ways in the unknown that I have faith and confidence as I move forward into other unknowns is when I think about other times that I've seen God come through. So I want you to think, when have you seen God come through in the past and it can give you confidence in today's unknown? Maybe even share down below in the comments, when's the time you have seen God come through in the past where you have seen with your eyes, God's salvation, where you weren't sure how you were going to pay that month's rent and it came through, where you weren't sure how you were going to forgive someone and by God's grace you did, where you weren't sure if that child was going to return back to you and they did, where you weren't sure which path to take and you took a step of faith and it worked out. How have you seen God provide salvation for you. Salvation, not just saving your soul, but saving you day in and day out. Because he says, which he will work for you today, for the Egyptians who you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent or still. I think this is just like what we need to hear as women. Listen, if you just stop... <laughs> If you just shut up for a bit, God's got this. God's got this. God's got this. Let him do his thing. Before we wrap up, I want to um, continue in the story just a smidge and share that it. you likely know how this goes, that after he said that, then the Lord instructed Moses to raise his staff into the sky and his arms. And then the sea that was trapping them all of a sudden went and it parted. And the Israelites, all of them, thousands of them, I believe it's hundreds of thousands of them, walked across the sea on dry ground. And the dry ground detail I share because it just, to me, is excessive. It's just excessively good of the Lord that he's like, 
you're going to go quick. Your shoes aren't even going to get muddy. I understand this is going to be terrifying because you're going to see water on both sides of you. You've never done this before. So we're just going to make some things easy, even though this part has to be terrifying, right? Because even, even God's provision can still be terrifying, right? They still had to have faith to walk through the seed. Like that to us is a miracle story because we know it works out. But even stepping onto the dry ground, seeing the waves pushed back, the waters pushed back, was an act of faith on their part. They didn't know if it would hold back. They didn't know what had happened, but they did it. They stepped in faith. They'd seen the salvation of the Lord and they were in. They were stepping into their unknown. They were ready to go. Now, so we see them believe. We see them praise God. Moses sings this whole song in chapter 15. Um, and then, then we have a problem. We're, I want to wrap with this and then I'll commission you out with a verse. Um, they are just, so they get to the other side. The, the Egyptians actually make their way in as well. And just as they do, God in his greatness said, you will never see them again. And boom, the waves crashed and they didn't. They were protected because God will always provide. He always comes through. He always follows through on his word. You will see his salvation. You will. It, it's likely not going to be how you imagine it to be. So that perfect plan that you're orchestrating, you can stop that because he has a bigger, a better plan. Instead, focus on your faithful steps forward, not hiding not wanting to go back to safety and security, but what faithful steps forward is he wanting you to take into your unknown so that he can provide. But know that it's okay that even as you see and trust God's provision, you're likely still going to mess up because here we see Exodus 15, um, 22. So Exodus 15, 22. When Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, they went into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink the water of Mara because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Mara. And the people grumbled against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord and the Lord showed him a log and he threw it into the water and the water became sweet. And the Lord made for them a statue and a rule and there he tested them saying, if you will diligently listen to the voice of God, the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians for I am the Lord, your healer. Y'all, it took three days till they went back to complaining. The people were grumbling, what will we drink? They had just seen God delivered them from a place that their ancestors had been enslaved for hundreds of years. Miraculously, they just let all of them, all of them go. All of them and all their possessions just took it, just left. And then they saw a sea part in half 
They experienced each one of them walking across it on dry ground. And then they witnessed with their own eyes, the Lord smashing the water on the Egyptians, fulfilling his promise that they would never see them again. But three days later, they got thirsty and you and I know what it's like to be thirsty. And when you're thirsty, immediately they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And what we saw is, again, the Lord will provide. But it wasn't like the Lord was just like, here, would you like a drink? (laughs) Instead, he provided in a way that he believed was best, in a way only he could. And he attached it with a new promise. So there's that. And the next one, then the same thing happened. Um, chapter Exodus chapter 16, we see immediately verse two, the people grumbled because they were hungry. Instantly, the Lord starts raining down bread every day. Um, skipping to 17, again, verse one, there's no water. The people grumble. Um, let's actually read this one, starting in verse one. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved from the wilderness of sin by stages according to the commandments of the Lord. Um, but there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted for water and the people grumbled against Moses and said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. So then the Lord gives Moses um, that same staff. He hits a rock and water comes from the rock. I share this again with you to just say, you don't have to do this journey perfectly. This isn't a hall pass to do it imperfectly. This is just to let you know you're going to have days, right? Like you're going to have days when you accidentally lose it on your kids. You're going to have days when you fight with your spouse. You're going to have days when you're upset with your boss. You're going to have days when you're just in a bad mood or when you don't trust that God's going to have it all work out. To pretend otherwise is to to lie. <laughs> in my opinion, maybe you're different. Maybe maybe you're perfect. Maybe you don't struggle with those things, but most of the people that I know do. You're going to have those days and what's so great about God And what's so beautiful about the Bible, why I am obsessed with it and why I want you to read it is because he gives us example after example after example of people who have messed it up before, but he never, never stopped loving them. He never stopped providing for them. He always, he said, if if you can just stop, you'll see me provide. Again, it may not be when and how you want, but you'll see it. You'll see it. I want to wrap up with, for this this session, um, I want to wrap up in Isaiah chapter 43. There was a season I went through. I'm going to talk about it more in uh, session three, I believe. Um, where I was facing a really hard diagnosis and um, 
I'll share the details of it more in, in chapter three, but chapter three, session three, I'm also writing a book right now. So I'm in chapters and sessions right now. Um, and this chapter was everything for me. And I hope as you are in a season of unknown, that maybe it will be really helpful for you as well. Starting in verse two, and then we'll skip down. When you pass through the waters, not if, please note that, not if. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Keep reading if you want to later, go find it. Um, then skipping to verse 16. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters like we just saw him do in Exodus 14. Who brings forth chariot and horse and army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They're extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Right? Didn't we ju just hear that? That's what, the, that's what the Israelites kept saying. It would have been better. The comfort of before, that would have been better. What are you, what comfort are you longing for? What are you aching to feel again that you need to stop looking back at? Verse 18, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you need to hold on to that? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. So we just studied the Israelites to give drink to my chosen people. What I needed to hear from this passage, what got me during my intense season of unknown. And since then, as I talked about before, having seasons that you can keep going back to to remind you that God will provide is it says that I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that visual, whew, the wilderness, there is no way. <laughs> Have you ever been in a forest or by a forest? As I told you that I live where there's just trees everywhere. And we have our neighborhood backs up to this reserve area and they've cut this path through the trees. And it's before they did that, you couldn't walk back there because it was so overgrown and so much stuff. Like there was, there was so much and it's just person after person just slowly started cutting a path through. And now it's this amazing winding nature trail that we have all have access to now. And that's what God does. He just provides, makes this way in this wilderness. And that sometimes is painful. Making a way in the wilderness, cutting off things, cutting down things to make a way. 
it's hard. Sometimes relationships have to be cut down so a way can be made. Sometimes moves have to happen. Sometimes relationships have to end. Sometimes hard decisions have to be made so that a way can be made. And then he says, and I bring rivers in the desert. That goes back to the excessiveness, just like the dry ground through the Red Sea. He doesn't just bring you, he doesn't just say, I'll bring you a cup of water. He doesn't even say, I'll bring you a pond, but I'm, I bring you, and, or even just a river, which is fresh water. He brings you multiple rivers, plural. God's abundance and provision is there and available. Let's believe it. Let's try to believe it. That in our seasons of unknown, it's possible. It's possible. In our next session, we're going to talk about that we also don't have to be alone. We don't have to be alone in our unknown. I love you so much, and I'll see you in the next session. I hope that session was encouraging for you. I hope it challenged you. If if you want to hear the rest of this series, you can sign up for Online Women's Bible Study and get a whole week to try it out for free. Um, so this, you have zero pressure to stay a member for Online Women's Bible Study if it's not the right match for you. Um, but if this series is something you are like, yes, I need to hear the other lessons that um, you shared about, I would love to share them with you. We have other podcast episodes to get to, so I just can't um, post all of them here on this podcast. But that's why I give you a free week trial to Online Women's Bible Study. So go to OnlineWomen'sBibleStudy.com. When you register, you get a whole week to try it out, um, which means you can just go listen to those other three sessions. If you don't want to stay a member, then you can just cancel no problem. Um, but I hope you are encouraged by that. I hope that um, you know that God is with you in the unknown. And I know it can be frustrating and overwhelming and discouraging. And I hope that you are encouraged um, and challenge to go listen to the other three lessons. There is so much to unpack here. Um, so much to unpack. I love you. James one twenty two in the ESV says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hears and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women are men who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.